whack focus back on the crack You hardly rapping up the fat is blunt Adapt to that pop pop I ain't that much And stop asking for them collapse Cause all you bastards suck This that dirty deep is soggy shit Fire starter squadron dodging hopper sins Ask her why she dropped Cause it's probably cause he prodigies Paid a rent easy Are we in Asheville in 2015? Take me back Take me back Yeah Hello everybody Welcome to Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. I'm Akeem. Jacob. Thank you guys so much for listening. That was Elimination Chamber by Dama Genesis, featuring Vince Staples, Earl Sweatshirt, and Action Bronson. Fire. Off the No Idols yes. project. Yes. Produced by Alchemist. The Alchemist. The Alchemist. Don't it just says the Alchemist the. there, but it's The Alchemist. Yeah. I think he's earned that. The. Yeah. It's like being knighted as a producer. Yeah. Certainly. The Zaytoven. Yes. So, today, we... <laughs> the Zaytoven. <laughs> the DJ Mustard. The no, Diplo. The, <laughs> the That's disrespectful. Um, the, yeah, the, the name of this episode is going to be Odd Future Nostalgia Ultra. Ultra. And if you know, you know. And if you yeah. don't know, we'll explain later. Know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, what we're going to talk about is kind of the, what the timeline of Odd Future, some of the big acts, and then kind of also what they meant to us, and kind of a deep dive into Odd Future for someone that maybe wouldn't know. And just um, before we jump in, I think the reason why we picked this uh, this topic is not only because Tyler, the creator, became as influential as he did, but it also, um, we were in high school at the time, probably sophomore, sophomore yeah. year, all the way carried it through senior year. So it was a big, big point in our, like, developmental uh, our our music taste, I would say, was heavily oh, influenced by absolutely. Tyler. And Tyler introduced a lot of um, alternative artists, like like Neptune, like Ner- you know Nerd. Yeah, and, um, yeah. I know I, know, I, I know of Nerd because of Tyler, and I'm, right. I'm not like ashamed or embarrassed to say that. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. So we're gonna jump into that. Let's jump into it. All right. Sounds good. Splash. We need the Migos in the background to have for cash. Oh. So let's kind of go through the, the list of the Odd Future kind of cast and yeah. the notables. Uh, we're not going to get into all the producers. I mean, they had producers and cameramen and stuff that were on the full list. Right. There's a guy There's a guy on YouTube. If you if you want the full list, you should check out Traplor Ross. He did an Odd Future uh, video that's like about... An hour? 45 minutes to an hour? Where he does literally everyone, like Pyramid Vitra, all those people. But really the main ones we want to hit on are um, Tyler, Earl Sweatshirt, Odd, Fe- or, uh, Odd Future, <laughs> Frank Ocean, um, Sid the Kid, Domo Genesis, Left Brain, Haji Beats, Mike, Mike G, Taco, Jasper. Yeah. Ta- uh, Not Kel. Not not kills not kills a more of an earl. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was he earl, he hung out with Odd Future but was not really an artist. He no, he's really, a professional skateboarder. Yeah, so he didn't he, he didn't get on Supreme. didn't get on wax until what was it? I don't like shit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the best songs too. Yes, and we saw it live, yeah. which was incredible. That I think we've talked about like how emotional you could tell they were in that yeah. that performance. He was on acid when he wrote that. Yeah. And his friend died. Yeah. That's terrifying to think about his friend died while on acid yeah oh I, see, I didn't I didn't know that Nakel it was like was, that I just Na- knew that Nakel it was, was a loss tripping of a friend when they told him that his friend died oh 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 okay and I thought you were no, saying like the, the, the guy died tripping acid no, I was like no Nakel Nakel found out that his friend died 
while he was on acid, and then he got in the studio and recorded that. Wow. Um, and I don't remember if Earl had said that in an interview or if he said it on stage. Yeah, I didn't know that like it was that impactful. Yeah, it, that's what that's why he sounds the way he does. Yeah, really I mean strange. it was definitely. I mean you can tell you can hear the emotion in the um, the Delivery. CD quality, but yeah. the the performance is where it really struck me. Like, damn, this coming from a real place. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a crazy song if you haven't heard. It. What were some of your favorite Odd Future, or what are some of your favorites still to this day to go back to and listen to? Because obviously, not everybody on that list is is still relevant. Right. So for I mean for me, um, the Odd Future tape, um, the tapes aren't like all that great. Looking back at them, there's a few great songs on the second one, but it's really just a posse cut. It's kind of yeah. like the Sex Pistols. Someone said that Odd Future is the Sex Pistols, where, like, the group is really famous, but the music kind of is trash. Um, I... A lot of the A lot of the music from Odd Future, really what lasted was the, the imagery, their, their I think, the culture. Yeah, I think Odd Future was there to bring, like, the cream of the crop of the solo careers. Because right. you saw the Tyler come out of it, Sid, Earl come out of it. Now mm-hmm. they have flourishing careers. Right. I mean, or I wouldn't necessarily say Earl's is flourishing. I think he just does enough to to live comfortably. Like yeah. I feel like he doesn't give a shit about. Well, his is like his music. could be flourishing if he yeah. He knows I mean, he what has he wants. yeah. He has the like just pure raw talent. Especially like some rap songs. I think he got Grammy nominated yeah. for that one. So I mean, him and Tyler both Grammy nominated. Um, yeah. So I didn't. I didn't really look at the Odd Future tapes for any sort of content I, or album quality. Right. I think my favorite my favorite projects from the early generation early generation of Odd Futures, obviously Frank Ocean's Nostalgia Old Truth. Yes. Um, Tyler the Creator's Bastard and um, Earl's Earl tape, despite some of the stuff aging yeah, it's, terribly. It and that is kind of the It's like listening to nineties Eminem. Like it just aged kinda of like milk. Yeah. And I think that's what got them I mean that's what got Eminem talked about it was the shock value in both the visuals and the lyrics because there's been offensive music forever like I was listening to this song that came out in the 50s I don't remember where it was playing but it was about this lady like it was like this like southern like black blues song and Mm -hmm. she's like talking about like sucking cock in like the most like vulgar way like i was like this was in the 50s but i've heard other songs from that era and it's like blow on my whistle darling well this was way more i mean this she was like using explicit language and i was like damn this is from the the 50s 50s? yeah and i was like shock value is always like you can always find shock value in in words but when eminem and and tyler and, and they were doing this shocking imagery with the lyrics, I think that's when everybody's like, it's just messing with the kid. <laughs> well, music also, historically, um, parents never like what their kids are listening to. I mean, you can go back to the Satan panic, Satanic yeah. panic, um, with uh, Slayer, um, even even bands like uh, Metall- Metallica were even considered kind of say well they were more well, I mean, even even black sabbath though from even the 60s. more mainstream like acdc has a song highway to hell yeah. hell's bells right like music's always kind of been like Have you, that's the that's what's what's killing our kids right. i don't i don't buy into that at all no but I, the shock value i think is what got them so much steam attention and also it was i think it was kind of it was an earlier time in the internet and they really were Pretty much everywhere, like every Dark. cool. If you remember, magazine. yeah. If you remember Twitter and like, 
like the 2011 to, to really like 15, 16, it, it was dark humor everywhere. And yeah. I think a lot of that's been scrubbed from the internet. You kind of—it's almost like the dark web to find yeah. that stuff now. <laughs> um, Old tweets get resurfaced. But that's that's what like drove them. Like one yeah. of I, the, my first exposure to Odd Future, coincidentally enough, was Epar. And I remember where I was and who showed me that song. Mm-hmm. That was it was Bailey Burns. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm sure some of our listeners know her. Yeah, I um, um, Yeah, and I like that was. When I heard it, it was so shocking, but I was like, I got to go and see if there's more. Like, what? Right. How are they getting away with it? And I just, I don't know. It, the shock value was what drew me to them. And I was a big Eminem fan as well. It was still kind of at new. That, in that time. It was still kind of new also. So it was very cool to see this, like, grassroots movement of Odd Future um, start with kids, like, our age at the time, like, yeah. 15 through 19, were super heavy odd future fans and we were just at the right place at the right time you know i think that it was like the cultural impact and through that um you know they went into multiple media uh, spheres i mean tyler had a mountain dew commercial at one point um it'd be a good time we could jump um jump into uh loiter squad yes loiter squad was huge exposure for so loiter squad is another thing that actually brought a lot of friends a lot of our friends who were not hip-hop heads onto odd future yeah um loiter squad was a show on adult swim and i think it has two or three seasons yeah it's it's a low season count if it's if it's more than three i'd be shocked i think i think it is two or three it's so so loiter squad comes out and tyler the creator pretty much it's uh, most mem- a majority of members of Odd Future have been on that show in some capacity. Yes, and and to give you a little background, it's Jeff Tremaine is who produced that. Right. He's he did all the Jackass movies, the Jackass TV show, Wild Boys, Vivi LaBam. So it's that kind of like that's kind of right. like pranks if you haven't seen it. Uh, a lot of more, sketch comedy, yeah. and um, it is like it is some Jackass esque yeah stunts. Like the first scene is. Them hanging a doll, like a dummy, over a bunch of alligators, you know? Yeah. Like, they pretend to throw Tyler in there or something, and it turns out... Um, and then, it through that show, I think people could see, like, all the talent. Yeah, and it yeah. was... I think they realized, like, okay, these kids that are saying these things are, are just normal kids. Right. Like, it, teenage angst is the way to put it. Like, I, I think I wrote a paper on this in my last year of high school for oh, an really? art, like, creative writing thing. We had to talk about something, and I was kind of. I, I asked. It was Miss Shonar. I don't know if you remember her. Some of our listeners relate to this too. Mm-hmm. And when we were talking, like I said, like, hey, in this song, he makes a reference about like self pleasure. Like, how do I address this in what you're asking me to write? And she was mm-hmm. like, just if if you portray it in an a, I don't remember her a- words, but an appropriate way. Yeah, and I I wrote about like the teenage angst and how that is that's what made them appealing. And right. I think that's what made Eminem appealing. That's what made Insane Clown Posse appealing if that was what you were into. If you're into that, you're <laughs> into meth now. Like, I'm not trying to generalize, but kind of. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> if you're a juggalo in 2021, you do meth. I was cracking up so hard the other night. No, There's... I'm sorry. No disrespect to ICP. I, lo- I love... It's the same kind of shock value. It we... is shock value. Rick and Morty have a joke about that. He says something like they criticize Insane Clown Posse, and uh, Rick says, "Good job, Jerry." He said, "1995 called, and they want their easy target back." <laughs> That's so true. Um, but yeah, it, it's that shock value I think that 
gravitates people to it. Like, obviously, we're not out committing assaults or <laughs> locking people in our basements. No, but I did like the, I like the fuck you attitude when I was that yeah, age. Yeah, I mean, remember when he talks about slitting Haley Williams' throat, calls um, B.O.B. the F word. Talking about uh, killing the yeah. F word. Bob he said that that F word Bob is in. Yeah, stab Bruno Mars in his esophagus. Yeah. We'll stop until the cops come in. Yeah, and and Yonkers played a really big role in also blowing on future up. Yeah, and at that time, like for us, I know like we were all like we weren't big into like the super mainstream rap, and like that right. was what it was he all was going against. Yeah, we were also into Lil Wayne though. It's not like we weren't into mainstream rap. I guess we were. We were, but it also. Don't forget the black MacBook. Or more like sixty-five. Yeah, I'm, I'm more talking OJ about like radio mainstream. I mean, Lil Wayne was, but like I remember like, Bruno was. Mars was so annoying to me B-O-B at that was? age. B.O. No, I like B.O.B. But Bruno Mars was very annoying to me at that nah, age, I like and now him. I I really like him. Dude, I I'm the opposite. I used to like unorthodox jukebox, and then all mm-hmm. the other shit came out, and I jumped off. But you did send me that Anderson Park and yes. Bruno Mars. Potential collab. There's a new new song coming out Friday. So yes, I'll that, that's sure. that's gonna be epic. But I think it was just that that attitude. Like we were very close in age to Tyler. So, I mean, obviously we still are. Quick maths. <laughs> so it was very relatable in that sense. He's like four well. years older than yeah. us. I think. Yeah, we were we were close in age, and and um, it was cool to just see just see representation of all kinds. I mean, a lot of odd futures. Um, uh, members, not a lot of them, but Frank Ocean, Tyler supposedly, and Sid the Kid are gay, and um, I think it was cool to see now like openly <clears throat> homosexual people in hip hop. Yeah, because Frank Ocean was one of the first. Like, yes, he, he came was, out and he it was paved a big the deal. way for that. Yeah, he came out and it was like a huge deal when he when he came out, and um, also, you know, when you listen to. Um, what was the project after Nostalgia Ultra? Channel Orange. Orange. There's some there's some incredible songs on there. Incredible and emotional tracks. Yeah. And he's talking about love with another man and it's like it still feels impactful no matter who you are. Yeah, it was um wasn't it thinking about you? He says something about yeah. it was a different kind of feel. Right. Yeah, that right. was kinda like where they drew like I mean it wasn't like he just blat as blatant as Lil no. Nas X's song no. was. Um, about his preference. Being yeah. Yeah. But that was where everybody's like, okay, like the this must be him and addressing it. And then Blonde really goes into it yes. at that point. And then Tyler made some kind of comments about his sexuality through Flower Boy, and that's kind of where he confirmed it. Right. Uh, and then Igor really confirmed yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah, there was representation of all sorts of different Sid people. Sid the Kid was openly lesbian when she was in yeah. Odd Future, but then she did say that part of the reason why she left was because of all the flack she was getting for belonging to Odd Future because... They're, they were saying, you know, they, I mean, Tyler used to throw the F word around like crazy and yeah. people saw them as homophobic for a, a while. And that also led into why Tyler got banned from the UK and New Zealand yeah, for, for four, four years. years. And he was also banned from UK. I don't think it was UK four years. UK and New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I thought it was both for, both of them for four years. I don't know. Years. I know that New Zealand for a fact was four years. Yeah. But, um, so it, it, it's really crazy to see now how accepted Much more accepting yeah and i think it's because 
which is rare in this day and age, but they, I think they let his character speak for itself, not just what he's saying. Right. Like, there's a difference. Like, what he, the way he was doing it was, it's, sh- again, shock value. American Psycho, one of the, we talked about this the other night, one of the greatest movies. Right. But it's a, a very shock value But movie. at least, but you can tell there's, like, a lot of symbolism behind that movie and how he's, they're kind of making fun of, like, 80s consumerism. Yeah. And then also with Tyler, um, when you say his char- his you know his character spoke for itself, we also can note how he kind of makes fun of people that still really fuck with the old stuff. Yeah, like he does not look back fondly on Bastard and Goblin. I'm sure he does in that they made him big, but yeah, it's not like he wants to go back to that. Well, yeah, sound. he said he. What is the song he said? I'm. Isn't um, it Colossus? Yeah. He said, "I'm glad I it worked. And I, I conquered. conquered." Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and I think. It it would be a bad look visually for him if he came out and he was like still plugging Goblin and Bastard, but I'm sure inside like he's still proud about that. Sure, like, sure. That's something he made, and like you it's said, it was, the, it was a stepping stone to where he is now. But yeah, logistically, and and <clears throat> the impression that that would leave would not be good if he was still like praising that. A lot of Odd Future feels like it was a necessary evil for everyone to get on. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I mean, like I said, and it was very inclusive in the way they, like, Mike G is a shit rapper. I, I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you. Oh, can we agree on that? Yeah, like, yeah, Mike G maybe. is not, I'm not going to say he's not talented, but is not a caliber right. of a professional rapper. Tyler to to me, Earl. I'm sorry. Like, if you listen to Tyler and Earl and Domo on the song, you'd know, like, oh, they let their Mike G sounds on. like an A, exactly. And I'm, it's cool that they did that. Like, what was Trash Wang on, yeah. on Wolf? Right. Like. Obviously, you know, like, they're just doing it because it's like a posse cut, like right. you said. Like, they're just letting the fam on. Yeah. Which Jas- is cool. Whenever Jasper raps, you yeah. know. He talks about having sex with Miley Cyrus <laughs> when she was still, I think, too young for that. But Well, again, shock value. Yeah. Uh, let's go into Earl a little bit. Yeah. Uh, this, A.K.A. My, my favorite member, I yes. I mean, he... Uh, Tyler? I think Tyler would be my favorite member, and then Earl. Tyler's like my Kanye, so I guess I can't really say that, but also like Kanye, his later discography still hits me, but not in the same way Earl's later discography hits me. You know what I mean? Okay. Earl got very heady as time went on. Yeah. Uh, so Earl, his first music, I think, came out on MySpace, if, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. It was, yeah. Uh, so the Earl video is where we see the free Earl movement come right. from. Well, you want to describe the Earl video to those he, who have not seen it? So pretty much it's Earl Earl and friends getting, um, Earl's getting a haircut and then they smoke and drink a copious amount of drugs um, of un, undescribed origins. And then as the song is going on, this is all being recorded on a shitty VCR style camera. As the song goes on, they all start to overdose and they start like losing their nails, losing their, their teeth start falling out. And then everybody starts seizing on the floor. It was again, shock value. And, um, but what you notice more than anything is Earl can wrap his ass off. And he was 16 years old at the time. Yes. So as any concerned parent would be, (laughs) I don't know that this may have been a little overkill. I mean, they probably could have he was saying that he was doing a lot of other things wrong in his life, not just. Uh, I the, would imagine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I like him for an artist, yeah. but I'm sure. I mean, at 16, I was a terror in my own in my right. own right. Like I can only imagine 
that. Yeah. Right. Uh, but if you don't know, his his parent, his mom sends him to an island in Samoa, like kind of a reform boarding school. And all the Odd Future crew are on this movement, Free Girl. I mean, we saw the Free Wheezies. Free, insert free, anybody. Yeah. Free, and then the t-shirt with a mugshot was like Sells. the shit back yeah. then. And I think it still is now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I want a um, Free Kodak shirt. That would have been cool. So he spends his time on the island while Odd Future is just exploding. Right. Because the Earl video was really before they got that big. His mu- his music that he had out on MySpace was he he blew up when when they when he when was they in blew Samoa, up. and and he wasn't really able to be there for the blow up. And then after a couple of years in Samoa, someone on Pitchfork writes an article, and sort of blows up the spot essentially. Yeah. I want I want to draw this comparison real quick because I th- I just had this thought and I I never made this connection and it may be off base, okay. but Earl blows up while he's on Samoa. So okay, into so you, you can't really, you don't know you're you're that big. Right. You X. come home to this yes X. Yes. You come home to this legendary status, and it just Falls wears you life. down. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, Earl got so big and was the the one of the hits of Odd Future, and then he just kind of disappears after Doris, which we'll get into a little later. And they split up from Odd Future, and he's more of the recluse introvert of the group when the rest of them were so outgoing and I feel like it's kind of destructive to him and you can hear it in some of his subject matter. I think Earl is like Earl's like the popular guy who doesn't want to be popular anymore. So and so what he does is when he first comes back home he has this um home song that he said like if he gets fifty K Twitter followers he'll release a song. I remember I was yeah. like watching like a fucking hawk. So he releases that, he's quiet for a while we get some music video leading up to Doris and um, with Chum. Chum yes. was the first single off Doris. And, and it was out for about, a hot minute before right. Doris. And he was talking about sort of the relationship with his father. And it's a, it's a very intimate song. When I wrote my poetry book, I was listening to that song on repeat. You want to drop the name of that? No. Can it still be found online? <laughs> no, no, no. You no. can't find it. I don't want you to find it if you can't. <laughs> It, I'll say, I'll give you a hit roller coaster ride. Okay. <laughs> and then you can fill up the rest. Good um, luck. Good luck. Yeah, you'll never you'll never guess. Um but Doris comes out and Doris, the biggest songs off of there are Hive. Um he has a song with Tyler. He has two with Tyler. Um Whoa and Whoa. Whoa Whoa was really good. I don't know. I, I this this is like one of the, so you got the Hive. ones I keep in the car. Right. Like, it's that good of an album for me. And the, the intro is crazy, too. Pre. With yes. With Kayla Flair. Yeah, I had to put you onto that one. Yeah, I remember. It was before the concert. Yes. But then after you did, I, I, I feel like I listened to it like once a month. Burgundy. Sin, uh, Sasquatch was the Sasquatch. other one with Tyler. I knew we were right. going to. And um, so the, the, when you listen to this project in context to the Odd Future mythos, it sounds like it fits in regularly. Oh, then, Absolutely. Then a couple of years later, we get into I don't like shit, I don't go outside. And it's mood like... Change. Big mood change. It becomes super dark. And that was like still though... Still, it was pretty commercial. Like yeah, you it was, could, po- you it was more it. polished, I think is the way to say it. Then, <laughs> 2019 hits, we get some rap songs. Abstract, obtuse, rhyme schemes... Concepts. Um, I showed Jake 
he was rapping and then under it was a poem on top of it. Do you remember yeah. that? And so he he's he does some rap songs. He gets insane critical acclaim from some rap songs, Grammy nomination. But then the last iteration is the most alienating of all, which is Feet of Clay. Yeah. And you want to talk... If you, th- if you thought some rap songs was hard to listen to, Feet of Clay is just doesn't even want you to turn it on sometimes. You know what I mean? Do you still play it, though? Yes, yeah. 110%. I have the vinyl. Um, I have all his vinyls, I think. Except, I don't know if I have some rap songs. I don't have some rap songs. I, I know I, I have do. Doris, and I know I have I Don't Like Shit. The, the, you, you remember the album cover yeah. with the goat? That shit was just too cool for yeah. me not to have. But, um, yeah, it's, Earl, Earl really alienates his fans more and more. And it, it's like, at this point, if you're still an Earl fan, you're like, you're in. You're not, yeah. he, he, he like wanted to shake off the Odd Future fans, essentially, is what I feel like he did with his music career. I think so. You know? I think he just doesn't care. Like we've, all, if you're an Earl fan, you've seen the memes of like people handing him the the like album, <laughs> hip hop for dummies. Like it really does look like he's just like, I don't know, coasting. Not well, coasting. He's torpedoing his career. Yeah. Like he's just he doesn't. Have care you seen him. the best stuff is on Reddit when people will be like, uh, I played Earl in front of the, in front of a girl I was dating, and she like leave. <laughs> Yeah, I I can say that my two most serious relationships probably well, the first one definitely didn't appreciate Earl at all. Um and and Tab is pretty she's okay on Earl. Um but I think if I ever asked her like name an Earl song, she'd be like, uh, uh that Frank Ocean one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, Super I, rich kids. Yeah. Um yeah, and I, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't yeah. she, she'd just be like the Frank Ocean one. Yeah, I think Earl really he and I don't think him and Earl or him and Tyler had any sort of falling out. I think it was just distance as time went on. Earl signs to Columbia Records, gets an imprint called Tan Cressida, and then after some rap songs, that was over. And he want—he obviously just wants to kind of do his own thing. Yeah, and to speak to the Tyler Earl thing, there was a few kind of shots. Like, what did Tyler say? Something about um, people being ungrateful. Or something? No, he he said something about taking pills oh. and he it was kind of like at Earl because he was talking about popping zannies oh. off, off the TV you remember that he was talking about one time he said if you put on I don't like she you better be outside because it's such a depressing album yeah so like there were some shots like that but I think that was just uh, the media kind of pit people against each other unfortunately yeah. I think we've said it many times like American culture is here to bring you up just to like Tear rip you down. down when you're at your top and I think that's just the way reporting is across the board. Right. Remember, like, Odd Future versus ASAP? Yeah. You remember when that was a thing? That, which is so stupid when you see how, how, yeah, close, how close Tyler, Tyler and ASAP Rocky, Rocky are. Uh, yeah, if you're, like you said, if you're still an Earl fan, you're, you, know, you know. You're in there for life. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, I think Earl would have been famous with or without Odd Future, but we will never know about it without so I would still say it was a big part of his early career for sure uh, another big artist I think we should mention kind of the same way we did Earl uh, I can't speak as intelligently on, on the internet and what Sid the Kid has done yeah. I'm, I, I'm a casual listener uh, but it's been quite a while since I've listened to any of their music I wanna but they've had a huge career yeah I want to pull up their um, discography a little bit just but if you, for those of you that doesn't know, she's in a band with uh, Steve Lacey. It's Sid the Kid, Steve Lacey, and there's the third member. Matt the Martian. Yeah. And 
Um, the ma the coolest thing about the internet, Purple Naked Ladies, was the one that I remember. I it looks like. No, What's the Co one where they're floating in the? That's the one that Feel I remember Good. listening to. The Feel most. Good was the first album release, but Purple Naked Ladies was under the Odd Future imprint, and the main um, songs off of that one was Cocaine, and if you immediately the vibe on that one is definitely more ethereal, cloud rap. Sid's voice is very gentle and airy, and um, they were the internet definitely had their own sound, but it was really always like they were sort of far away from Odd Future, and then they eventually leave because Sid gets so much flack for staying um, with them. But um, I didn't really listen to Feel Good as much, so I'm not as familiar with that. Project. I remember downloading that one from like the Odd Future website, right? Because you you I could download that. straight from their website. They, you may still can. I, I don't know. I've not been to the website. I it's just don't know merge. Yeah. Ego Death was the one I think they got a nomination for, or Hive Mind. I can't remember. One of the two. But they do get, they got Grammy nods as well. Steve Lacey has gotten a Grammy nod for his own solo project. Um, Matt Martian is very talented. I just don't know as much about his current career. But Steve Lacey and Sid the Kid definitely the two standouts, even yeah. out of that group. So it's. Odd Future is, it's crazy how much success has come from that group, despite their, I mean, obviously being so many people, it doesn't seem like it's a lot, but it truly is. And it shows you, like, how people, and they all make different sounding music. Like, if yeah. you go back and look through the discography, never really, maybe you can make, like, Mellow Hype and what early Tyler was doing. Mm -hmm. Maybe. But all the other artists, if you look at Frank Ocean and an Earl album, like, they're not on the same wave. You look at right. a Tyler album and an Earl album, they're not on the same wave ever right. throughout their career. Like, if you look at the albums that came out closest in relation to each other, right. and I think that's what's so impressive. Like, you have people, like, with the range of Frank Ocean, with the range of Tyler, doing all these different things, but can hop on a on a tape or on a song and all sound well together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, the, the coolest thing, the coolest moment, I would say, for Odd Future, um, aside from Earl and... Frank and then individually was the OF tape volume two. It felt like it was like a last hurrah because we never got anything after it. Yep, that was it. But the main thing was there were so many creative videos. I would say that the videos, Oldie. the music videos back then, were some of my favorites. Yeah. Even for Whoa, Whoa was was kind of crazy that trailer park trash sort of mm -hmm. feel um, on. Uh, what's the one with Domo Genesis and Haji and Tyler? This is Mella. I don't remember that one. I don't remember, but he's a he's a centaur and he's sniffing like cocaine yeah. with a blonde well, wig. Well, even there were even artistic moments like that on previous albums, like uh, what's is she. it Goblin? Yeah, she with Frank Ocean and right. Tyler. Yeah, that's a great one. That's an incredible. That's I think that's one of my favorite music videos that yeah. they shot. Yeah, the the imagery for for the Odd fuck two dope boys. <laughs> If you know, you know. And Steve Harvey. Um, I wasn't going to say that. You, uh, that his, his words. That's what, that's I left not that my one words. out on purpose. That's Tyler's words. Two, two dope boys and Steve Harvey. Yeah. But I don't actually have beef with any of them. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe I got beef with Steve Harvey's mustache. <laughs> he could share the love there. <laughs> Dude, hogging it all. Um the any other any other members? Domo Genesis is still doing a little bit of music. He had a song with Mac Miller uh, several years ago right. that I really liked, but I haven't really listened to a, a Domo tape. No, the um the only ones while. I would bring up are 
Jasper, Taco, and um, Lionel, Elboy. Okay. And the reason why I bring those up is because they're really the only ones that are still with Tyler uh, from the original Odd Future group, and they all sort of work on the producing side for um, shows yeah. with Noisy and Vice, those channels. Um, so they're still doing like a lot of business stuff, which is crazy. And I Taco, I think he directs the um, Camp Flogma. Okay. So he's in charge of setting up all the acts and I mean, stuff. I know that like when I see them, like a lot of times, like it was Jasper that was with Tyler at the Grammys. Like when right. you see them together still a lot. Right. Uh, Tyler's kind of distanced himself. I mean, completely distanced himself from the Odd Future brand as far as the merch. He's got his own, the golf, golf wang. Dude, if you go to uh, the Zoomies, it's so crazy to me that they still sell like Odd Future. And they sells. I see people really? wearing it. Yeah. It's just the imagery is very iconic. Yeah. The cat shirts. Dude, we didn't talk about that. I still have cat shirts. Like I have the room. bastard. Not, not in this room, but in this house. I have the bastard face. Mm-hmm. You know, the one that was printed on the, um, I'm sorry, the Goblin CD. It was like this white, weird cartoon. I've got one. It's got a gold cat in the gold letters, O-F-G-W-K-T-A. The, um, if you could get a cat shirt, I was like jealous as fuck. Yeah. Andrew used to have one. I was like, you're not even as big an Odd Future fan as me. Just give me the shirt. And he's like, nah, uh, dude. I think my favorite Odd Future shirt, it's not really Odd Future, it's Earl's shirt. It's uh, Lakai, the skate skate brand. Uh, it's Earl's face, like the, uh, the cartoon eyebrow. face. Right. But the eyebrows, it's like the it's Earl the face logo. logo. Yeah, but the, his eyebrows are the Lakai logo. Did you ever That's get what shoes, I wore. dude? No. That's the only shoe. Dude, if you, if you guys have a pair of those... Please DM us on Instagram. Yeah. I'll buy do, them. I don't care. Do you what remember? Size. Do you remember the people in the lines at the at that concert that were asking me like, "Yo, I've never seen that shirt. Is it fake?" And I was yeah. like, "No, it's a Lakai collab." Dude, the Lakai stuff is super rare. I can't yeah. even find it on. Like, I, it's it's a little small. Like yeah, if I like wore it out and like had to get like something off the top shelf at the grocery store, I'd look like one of them like fat old men with no self awareness, with like the, just a yeah, gut just... hanging out, like walking around normal. Yeah. So I don't wear it, but I kept it for. That's just nostalgia. Just I wore that to the the concert. That's part of the reason. That concert was yeah. wonderful. There's a, I don't know if there's anyone else I kind of want to talk about. I feel like we've hit everything. Okay. Well, when we get back from the break, we're going to talk about some of our favorite Odd Future moments. Uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Hey, everyone. Hope you're enjoying the episode so far. If you are, please consider giving us a subscribe. Also, if you're listening on Apple, give us a rate and review. Lastly, if you want to stay up to date on what we'll be discussing on the next episodes, make sure you follow us on Instagram at HLHBO. Thank you all so much. Let's get back into the episode. So I'm guessing this question is to need addressing, huh? Like how we fresh in our adolescence and wrecking them. Hand and tracks, he destined to make a go. mess of them. Snapping next to records in a matter of seconds. Check him, son. Lost in a... Yeah, we gotta, we gotta cut it there. None of, um, <laughs> none of that. For those of you... What song is more influential to you, this song or Lemonade? Because, oh, you know, this is a Gucci Mane cover. No, this is Lemonade. And I love Lemonade. So I really think both of them. on a chain with the V cuts. That song. Can you play that? Actually, can we just let him hear? Let him hear. Let him hear the original. Lemonade and lemon Kush. Yeah, if you haven't heard that, that's that's a that's a whole episode in itself. Something about the car being lemonade too. Lemonade exterior. Everything's lemonade. God. 
That's an incredible song. That's um, that's off the state versus Ranger Davis. Yes, this the orange juice was oh man, because this that lemonade was so popping when this was out. Yeah. Uh, orange juice, though. I mean, the fact that I can rap it still almost yeah. bar for bar. I mean, that speaks for itself. And shout out, this isn't even an official, and it's got like oh, it's still five million views. You know why? Because if I remember the Odd Future Radical link on the website, it was broken. You'd go to yeah. download it, and it wouldn't work. So it was kind of rare at one point if you had listened to Radical. Random disclaimer. (laughs) If you know, you know. Uh, So let's talk about some of our favorite, like, kind of nostalgic moments of Odd Future. I really really remembered, um, I was telling Jake about Earl's concert that they showed in New York on Loiter Squad. At the end of one of the episodes, it was when Earl came back from Samoa. And after that, it it led to a bunch of, like, media interviews. The main one I remember was the Hot 97 interview with Earl. Yeah. Peter Rosenberg did it. And Earl, like, was so timid and, like, wouldn't say anything. I mean, I would be too. Like, yeah. I couldn't imagine being, like, sent to a a boarding school. Dude, he comes back and he's, like, on the biggest, like, radio shows and concerts. And it was crazy. But I do do love that... um, that concert, and also I really like um, when uh, Goblin dropped. I remember. I remember yeah, that. I think what was it? Was it his? Was it the VMAs? Yeah. That he won with the Yonkers. Best music video. Yeah, that's that's when I got like, I, I remember that moment very much. Uh, when he won his Grammy, I think I remember texting Akeem. I was like, "Damn, he deserves this!" Like that was huge. Uh, but I think some of my favorites, like, do you remember the? the Nardwar interviews with Odd Future. Yeah. Like, there's two Nardwar bacon interviews. Soap. Yeah. Bacon soap on a bitch. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, we don't say bitch, but yes, yeah. I do remember that. And then I also remember Earl and Sid did a Nardwar interview. Nardwar's legendary. Yeah. Uh, is that word not acceptable? Netflix bitch. told me that it's all about context. Um, I would say in that, in the context I was using it, it, it was, was acceptable. Not, it was not acceptable. Not acceptable? <laughs> no. Okay. No. I think if you're going to say bitch, you yeah, should be talking the, about a dog. I usually leave my plugs for the end, but there's a Netflix show called The History of Swear Words. Oh, uh, yeah, with, with Nicolas Cage. Cage. It's pretty entertaining. I think Netflix Check actually owns Nicolas Cage's soul now because he's Who just, doesn't own Nicolas Cage's soul? Dude's probably, he looks like he sold it to a, several people. He did. I mean, he was in Ghost Rider. Yeah. So he did technically sell his soul to the devil. Yeah, because everything you see on TV is real kids. It is real. And the internet. <laughs> we are real, though. Disclaimer. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, no, the, uh, definitely the Nardwar interviews. Do the you Jimmy re- Fallon... Jimmy Kimmel uh, performance yeah. of Sandwiches with Haji Beats was also really cool. That one. Um, do you remember the David Letterman where they did Rusty? Right. With Tyler, Damo, and Earl? Damn, that's kind of a deep cut. Oh, dude. It, and they were dancing so funny, too. And, you know, Earl's just naturally awkward, and him right. and Damo and him and Tyler are up there <laughs> dancing. And, like, David Letterman wants to interview him afterwards, and they just drop the mic and, like, walk off stage, and he's just like... Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, if you know David Letterman, like you, you kind of picture that. But they, they just walked off. Uh, the I, I like the the. I could watch any. If you go to any Tyler interview from like twenty thirteen, there's so much gold. Yeah, and his freestyles. The one, remember the one he did with Sway? And Vin, yeah, I remember that one, and the one before that with Vince Staples. You remember that one? <laughs> yeah, Tyler oh makes jokes God. about having sex with Vince, and yeah. he's like, no. <laughs> Uh, Vince oh. Staples is somebody we should have mentioned. Kind of, he was not really a member of Odd Future, no. but he was very Odd Future affiliated. So much so that we were supposed to see him 
at the Earl concert. You remember that? Yeah, but that was really a blessing in disguise. No, yeah. no disrespect to Vince, but we did. We got to see Anderson, Anderson back. back so, yeah. I, and that's like, I think that's one that, and we got to meet him after. Yeah, we've so we, said we've said this story a million times. Yeah, we're gonna be like Joe Rogan. We're gonna, yeah. gonna our biggest criticism. They, they tell the same stories. They tell the same stories over and over. Weed and aliens. <laughs> Another another thing that I actually remember liking, believe it or not, was um, Mellow Hype had, they had some CDs that I, do you remember going to Best Buy and like picking them up? What was the one with the, uh, the cross on yeah, it? Yeah, the upside, the upside down, down cross. cross. It was like gold. The remember. cross was gold have, and the background you know, I have was black. I a physical copy um, of, of both the Mellow Hype projects. I'll look it up real quick. Uh, but the reason why I liked it is because Left Brain's production, despite it being sort of shitty now, at very lo-fi. Black and white was the one with the... But the orange numbers cross, was Numbers, was the yeah. one with the gold cross. Right, Numbers was the one. I picked that up from Best Buy, and I actually still have that one, and I still have OF Tape Volume 2 with the blown-up donut uh, yeah. cover. Because, you know, they would release, like, six or seven different covers. Yeah. Um, no, I, I do remember picking up that project. And, yeah. you, you asked me when we were kind of doing the planning for this episode, we are talking, kind of going over what we wanted to talk about. Right. And you said, like, do you find some of the stuff cringy? Right. And I told you, not really, but it's not something that I would be proud, like, if somebody that knew me pulled up next to me, like, bumping it in the car. Like, that's not a windows down, kind of like, sunny not, day music. Even when you and I are, like, in the car together and we just want to play some, you know, some, like, old stuff, it's not, I don't really ever see us going back to, like, old Tyler, even. You know what I mean? Other than, like, Cherry Bomb and maybe some of Wolf. Like, I think Wolf... I listen to Wolf play. quite a bit, because I have that yeah. in the car. Wolf, I feel like you can play um, Cherry Bomb, but, like... Goblin, Bastard, the Earl. You have to be in the mood for it. Like you have to want to sit. You just have to want to like sing along. Yeah, to like it. I think I told you it was like two or three weeks ago. Um, Tron Cat. I was just listening to yeah. like my radio, or I may may have hit shuffle all songs, and Tron Cat came out. And I was like, all right, now nah, I got the nostalgia bug. I got to go back, and I listened to Goblin start to finish. And yeah, it was it was cringy, but no much more so to me than Eminem music. Like you right. go back to Eminem music, and that I mean it's horrid some of the stuff he's talking about but you fact yeah. that's all I have to say yeah, yeah that, that one's pretty rough and he I'm not saying that Eminem never went too far there's a lot of times <laughs> Eminem's gone too far no but um, it, it it also reminds me of the fact I'm not to cut you off but it's like it didn't necessarily sound great you know what I mean like when you go back to it no like even old Eminem you go back to it and it's like of course some of the Slim Shady LP you can listen to and it still holds up but some of those vocal inflections, the sam- the the dated references to like celebrities, there's some of that with oh, there's Odd a lot yeah, there's as well a lot of the the dated references for sure. Yeah, and I mean that's when you, that's what you get when you make jokes because right. some of your best jokes are gonna like you're gonna get good reactions on topical jokes. Right, like you, you can't just tell like an old joke. And I'm as crazy to as laugh. Tommy Pickles from the Rugrats. Yeah, that wasn't even a good pun. I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. I mean, some some little rapper will probably use it. If you do, I'm as crazy as Tommy Pickles. <laughs> Jake's gonna use that. No, I will not use I hope that. You do. Follow the leader <laughs> like like Chucky. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, the the topical jokes obviously didn't age well. Um, specifically, and even so, Eminem, the the physical abuse and assault yeah. lines are, are a lot of hard. that. That's the thing. Like the timeline we're in now, you cannot. You cannot remotely joke about rape. You just cannot throw do, around gay slurs. 
and I may just be off base with this because of just the, the people we went to school with, and right. you kind of get into a bubble when you right. are in high school because you, you just don't do as yeah, much yeah. as you do as adults. Like, were, would people our age listening to that would at that time would they have been as outraged as we would be now? Like, I feel like no. the time has changed like so drastically from then and now. But no. or is that just because we've matured? Like, um, would people have... We've matured, and and people... Like, even the people who were considered PC for our time were yeah. not... Were listening to Odd Future. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were... But but there were other countries where that speech was seen as, you know, homophobic and just awful. And they punished Tyler for it. Yeah, um, New Zealand and... Right. For sure. Uh, so, I, I yeah, mean, I've at that time, of... it was still boundary yeah because i was always kind of wondering that because like i didn't grow up on eminem like people older than me grew up on eminem i had to do it in reverse right Uh, so i guess it's always been there so it's it's just the it's definitely always been there but i feel like people back then self-deprecating humor and edgy humor were still very much in but nowadays if you're edgy or self-deprecating i mean sometimes edgy humor can work but most of the time it's just kind of seen as like you're just trying to offend someone yeah, I think the only person that's still doing that humor in getting good results is probably like Seth MacFarlane with Family Guy. Like that show's right. still running. And even then, it's punching upward. It's yeah. not punching down. Yeah, and, and they that's also that's another thing. If you're gonna do edge humor, punch up. Don't people punch they down. a lot of the people they criticize or are poking fun at are in on the joke and right. actually voice their voice. Like right. Rob Gronkowski, Rush Limbaugh was on there. A bunch of people with differing views of Seth MacFarlane get on it because like they know they're gonna make the joke anyway. Yeah, I might as well be in on it and exactly. kind of control the narrative to exactly. an extent. Um, oh, I mean, it's, uh, that kind of makes sense. But yeah, it is. It's, it's cringy. Like I wouldn't Peter, want to like would invite people over Peter for a party. Griffin, it would be bad if like on Family Guy, Peter Griffin just like walks into a room and just shouts out a homophobic slur, you know? Because then it's like, yeah, it's edgy, but it's like it's random and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So, it's uh, yeah, that's that's the problem with Odd Future. It was kind of back in that LOLXD random phase of the internet. Where it was like, you know, just be random, be edgy. Yeah. You know. I, I mean, I recorded... Jake knows. I recorded a, a on Yonkers beat, and it's horrible, and I would... Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. So never... That, that will never see the light of day, thank God. But it was just like... I was just saying outrageous stuff to be outrageous. Yeah. You you know which and line it, I'm it was self deprecating. You're exactly it was right. Self deprecating. Yes. yes. It was very edgy. It was you know it was just like that time. I think you called yourself a terrorist at one point. Yeah, it gave her that yeah. terror. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. I did, and and that was the thing. Like now, I would never want to pull pull myself down like that. But yeah, I guess it's it was the times. Yeah, the times, and I think age has a lot to do with it. Like obviously, if if, if we're hearing an artist say stuff like that now, it's gonna be like. Come on, what are we doing? But right. back then, we, that's kind of what we, it was. It was like taboo. Like it's like mm-hmm. when you see like when they legalize something, the rate of its use goes down, right? Because it's not taboo anymore. Like a lot of people just do it because it's taboo. Yeah. And I think that was kind of the allure. Well, also you would get recognition for it, but now you do that, and it's like nobody cares. Like it just you look. You sound like somebody who's just on four chain all day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's sort of the connotation you get. Let's talk about Tyler and the growth of Tyler because we kind of did that with Earl. 
think it is as respectful to do it for Tyler as yeah. well, even though Tyler's a lot more mainstream than some of the others we've talked about. Um, obviously, we, we talked about Bastard and, and Goblin and how the subject matter hasn't really grown well. Uh, but the concept well. of the intros was really good. Oh, you There's can definitely you can go back and see there. artistry there for right. sure. Like right. we talked, we already talked about she. Uh, also, I I admire Tyler for like Bastard is like the okay. So if Bastard's the foundation, Goblin picks up with bigger ideas, longer time, bigger budget. Then you still have this Tyler giving himself a therapy session throughout both both tra- both projects. Wolf is that the sort Him of the last to, yeah. bridge. The the trilogy is Bastard Goblin Wolf. That's the that's Tyler's old career in a bubble. Yeah. And and, and Wolf, and Wolf is, is the best one by Yeah, far. Wolf you can still go back to and it's not as not as cringy. Like I think no. he realized like I've got to make some transition out of this or and, this and is also, all I'm gonna have. Wolf is theatrical because there's different characters in there, which on Bastard there is too, but and Goblin there is too, but if it seems like they're all still just Tyler, but in Wolf, it's like this guy comes to the camp, they don't like Sail. him, right? And then there's a whole, he's he's flirting with, um, one of the girls that's yeah. seeing Sam, and he's like, I'm gonna fuck that dude up, and then the the album sort of carries that. Yeah, theme. Uh, like I said, I think Wolf was the transition. Like Wolf was right. where he said, okay, I've got to do, I've got to maybe rein this back and then we see and that's cherry bomb vulnerable though yeah but also let's talk about the fact that tyler on answer he talks about his dad not dad. being in his yeah. life so it's like we get a peek into maybe more of tyler's and artist colossus yeah talking about how he's dealt with fame it's uh, like stan yep it's very much like that Com- going back to the eminem comparison and then i'm trying to see if there was any other ones like that 48 i really like because erica badu's on not 48 48's about um, selling drugs. Yeah. Um, the IFHY with Pharrell. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate... Yeah. yeah. And um, I think I fucking hate you and um, Perfect Fucking Young are very much mm-hmm. similar. Uh, so I think Wolf is where he toned back the the shock value or the just the outlandishness. Right. Uh, Cherry Bomb is where you, v- you see a change. And that's when like I was like, damn, I don't know if I'm really going to be on but like this was when yeah. I, he, I was kind of my my faith in Tyler was kind of shaking a bit right. uh, but I still go back to it a little bit but it's not anything that I'm just ecstatic about Smuckers though is yes one of the best songs ever Lil Wayne and that, Kanye are on that Find Your Wings Buffalo yeah Pilot I like Pilot yeah that was when I knew like okay something's gonna be different and then Flower Boy came out and it's completely different music like right. the the whole vibe is remember when it leaked changed. like a week yeah. early we didn't listen to it. We did not. Who oh, that boy? Who he is? Yeah, and that was kind of like, okay, I'm going to give you a little bit of Wolf, and I'm going to give you like a sneak peek into Igor. Right. And then Igor comes out, and it's groundbreaking and completely different than yeah. anything we'd heard from him. Yeah, and and Igor also, um, I think that's Tyler really coming into his own. It's yeah, like if, seeing a butterfly, like a caterpillar inside a cocoon just... Yeah, if you want to, if you want to hear him talk about it, go watch his video. Hakeem can't. I mean, I guess he could on YouTube. Um, his interview with Zane Lowe. I don't yeah, like yeah. Zane Lowe, but that's one of the best Zane Lowe interviews when he interviews Tyler because he he kind of addresses Tyler some of this stuff. Uh, he talks about how because Zane kind of asks him about how him and Kanye's views are very different, 
and it was kind of around that same slavery as a choice time. And he's oh. kind of trying to, I guess, get Tyler to address it. And he's like, look, like we obviously have different opinions, but I'm here because of that man. Like he right. really gave Kanye his props and it was Kanye tweeting. I think what, what song does he mention that on? Um, I don't remember. He said, because Kanye tweeted my shit. Oh, I'm happy that it hit. Yeah. I think it's Colossus. Um, yeah, so it Kanye was one of the, the first people that started talking about Tyler, and, and Tyler has, has said himself that he owes his career to Kanye. But that, that was like um, Mac Miller tweeted Lil Xan. For better or for worse. It for worse. <laughs> Rest in peace, but that was a bad look. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think out of all of them, Tyler's had the best growth. I think Frank Ocean, even better than Tyler. It's very close, but I think Frank Ocean just... The thing about him is... He hasn't missed. Not only that... And there's nothing that hasn't aged well. It's that, and then also the fact that Frank Ocean has the mystique around him that like people in social media age can't really have. Like He's still like the weekend. He's kind of on like the weekend level. Tyler is huge... But I think he's still just one peg below that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. And I was looking at it more as, like, I think Tyler's had the best growth. Frank Ocean's been the most consistent. That discography of Frank Ocean's... Nothing, like, there's nothing that doesn't... Didn't get some sort of a claim. Exactly. Tyler has a lot of places that you can poke holes in, like, right. oh, but he said this, he, he talked about Raven Which is Taylor why Swift. He's, he's the most improved, I see what you're saying, he's yeah. like the most improved player, and then Frank Ocean's the MVP. Yeah, I mean, it, it blows my mind when I hear a song off Bastard or Goblin, like, if you would have told me that he would be at the level he is now, I wouldn't mm-hmm. believe you. Like, I, right. back then, I, I knew he had talent, obviously, we liked right. him, and I, I, w- I would have had that faith in him then. But I would not never have pictured it to be as colossal. I wouldn't expect him to have a Grammy. Yeah, no. Right. Or, or be or Grammys. be as accepted, like doing kids' movie scores. That, yeah. That's what I mean. Like right. to be socially accepted, like cross genre, not just in hip hop or alternative. Especially because he was still so edgy back then. Yeah. Yeah, it really is incredible the look that Odd Future has, and I think it goes to show how much impact. And and how how long they'll stay in our memories for? Because you got to think we're like a whole generation that's raised on our future. Kind yeah, of. they were like our Wu Tang. It almost brought yeah. That's a perfect point. They were our Wu Tang. Um, it it killed me. Um, I cleaned up the the old Nissan, the three fifty, mm-hmm. and I had a OF donut sticker on it. I've had it on that since I bought that car. Yeah. Like up in the top corner, it was very subtle, but like a lot of people be like, I like the sticker, bro. <laughs> uh, and all the stickers were kind of cracking. I hadn't been driving the car a lot, and I had to scrape it off and, like, hit it with the alcohol so, like, the yeah. residue was gone. And it almost brought a tear to my eye. It was, like, the <laughs> end of an era. But, yeah, the, the Wu-Tang comparison is perfect. Because it, and, and it is kind of similar where, like, the group output was kind of iffy. Um, first, for, uh, although I will say Wu-Tang's um, first project is legendary. So is the second one, even. Um, but... But the fact that the solo members, there's like a handful that really blew up, and then there's there's like the ones that you don't really know outside the group, you know. So, but yeah, they're they're for sure our Wu Tang, and I'm yeah. I'm very I'm very glad that I got to see that blow up. For sure. Yeah, I I wish that I would have been able to see. I mean, I'm I'm very grateful to have been able to see Earl. Right. Um, I will. I would love to see Tyler as well once. COVID lifts, but I would have loved to seen like 
when it was them touring together, right. like when it was an odd future show, like when you'd have Earl out there, because it would have really felt like some of the videos we've seen of Wu Tang, where you it's like fifteen people deep <laughs> on stage and everybody's got a mic, like you know that the performance would more likely than not be terrible. Like yeah. back then they were throwing water on people oh, and doing yeah. just crazy shit, it but it would be like an X concert. Like it's the energy of being there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing about odd future, the projects, it's all about the energy. It's all about the, the camaraderie that they have. Yeah. Like you can tell they had fun making the projects. Um, and if, if you want like a good example of that, the music video to, um, oh, what is that? 10 minute track? Oldie. Yeah. Oldie. The music video for that is pretty that's, wild. That's too. legendary. It's yes. it's from a photo shoot, and they decided Tyler just starts rapping over um, Oldie playing in the background, and everyone is there. It was It's a legendary moment. It has like 10 million views also on YouTube. So. You got anything else on our future? No. Anything else we, we missed that we, we should have talked about? Um... No, like I said, I mean, we definitely could have hit on some of the side characters. I like to say, like, Casey Veggies. I mean, yeah, he was a big, big player. Yeah. He's somehow related to Snoop Dogg, I think. I think he's... I feel like nephew everyone is or Snoop Dogg's nephew. Yeah. What's up, nephew? Well, he's every- <laughs> that's like, what's up, bro? <laughs> yeah. What's up, nephew? No, Casey Veggies is good. He's he's still around. He's still putting on music. Yeah, he um he had some label troubles from what I've heard. I just wasn't as big a fan of his solo output as. Do much. you remember all the, the questions? Is is Gambino with Odd Future? Is Gambino right. with Odd Future? <laughs> that was like probably the mo- most Google searched that year. Childish <laughs> um, Gambino is that that's an episode that we need. To yeah, do. and that yeah. That would be a fun one. He's he has Tyler like growth. Yes. Because it's very kind of similar, like, but mm-hmm. he just, I think Gambino evolved a little quicker than Tyler did. I think he may have caught right. caught it a little sooner. Well, I think that, I mean, when you put out a song like Redbone, it's just undeniable. Yeah. And then it, yeah, it, with Get Out attached to it, it was just... Yeah, they're very similar. It's a perfect storm, man. No. I mean, I, I'm so proud of the, I feel like I'm very proud of the talent that's come out of the time and the music that we were into, you know? Like, The weekend, I got to see that. Drake, I got to see that. Um, Tyler. Who else? I mean, there's just been some amazing careers that I got to see, like, blossom. Yeah, absolutely. And Anderson Pack is one that always just resonates with me because we met cool him. Because it was like a month after he was on the Compton yeah. tape, and then he was on the Breakfast Club, and I was like. Just, he, made, he blew up out of yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Because when we went up there, like I, we had to listen to some of his music. Like Suede was out before we went up there. His collab with No Worries. Yeah, uh, with Knowledge. Yeah, the, their group no is No Worries. Yeah. Uh, I, that was the only song that we knew going into the, and we didn't even really know it. We just mm-hmm. knew it from the ride from Greenville to Asheville. So we we just had like a little crash course, which was like forty five minutes because it was TR yeah. technically. Yeah. so it was but, even closer. Yeah, he he's. It was a blessing that. Vince wasn't there, and no, like I said, no disrespect to Vince. I, yeah. I would enjoy seeing Vince in concert. There's not many rappers I wouldn't enjoy seeing in concert. Anderson Pack live though was an experience. Yeah, I just wish I could see him like with a live band. Like you know, he travels yeah. with that band, the Free Nationals. Right. Like when he performed, he was still small enough where it was just like a DJ set. So it was like they're just playing. Too, yeah, they're just playing his his instrumental. Like knowledge is cutting it up a little bit, but not the same as a live band. Yeah, I see what you're saying. 
because he has done. I mean, he, the, like I said, she travels with free nationals, which is, I mean, it's all live, yeah. live instrumentation, which is just takes it a step further. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Especially for a live performance. Absolutely. You yeah. got a writing prompt for us? Describe someone you know who is self-made. Oh man, that's easy. Um, my dad. He was. He's been working. He come, He's an immigrant from Lebanon. Um, been working since he was like nine years old. He used to work like he used to help um, store fruit. He used to sell fruit at his dad's fruit stand, and then from there, he went to um, college in Tulsa as an engineer, chemical engineer. Then he was kind of discriminated against heavily in that field at the time. It was just super racist. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. E- engineers, dude. Like they used. He would tell me like he he did like a blueprint. And then they gave the contract to this white dude who took his blueprint over to Saudi Arabia where the contract was at the time. And, like, he took all the credit. And I remember that's when my dad left. And then from there, he started working in the country club business and then just, like, made it from there. And been doing that for, like, over 30 years. Yeah. And, and did, like, super well for himself. Like, came from a broke-ass family. Now, I mean, he's, he has, you know, I mean, I can't speak. I can't speak to the early years of your dad's life but yeah. in the last 10 the, I, I have people that I cross paths with that also cross paths with Hakeem's dad yeah. uh, clients of mine mm-hmm. and when they talk about the current club your dad works at we get to talking and they're like oh man we love them we love his family yeah, uh, yeah I've never heard any anybody ever say anything bad about your dad no and, the, and he has like he has like a vision wherever he goes he has like a vision and he just implements it and it's so crazy. He's like, he's like, yeah. In five years, we'll have this many amount of members. And then, sure enough, five years hits, we have that. He's like, yeah, ten years now, we'll have, we'll be like really booming. And he's like, it's been going like as, I've never seen someone really like have a blueprint and execute it with very is he a little. Witch? <laughs> a Wiccan? That dude is freaky, man. I don't know. He's got some good juju around him. I'm, I'm happy. To, I'm lucky to be his. Son. Can I take him to the dog track? Well, they don't do dog <laughs> racing anymore. Can I take him to the, the horse track? track? Yeah, for sure. Dude, you know, Florida this year, like last Legal 2020, was the last time they were going to race stocks in Florida. Really? Yeah. Oh, ah. sneaky man, I guess. The greyhounds. Too. A lot of people like that. There's no human element. It's just the animals. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's, you're right. But but I they, guess it's still, know, they're yeah, still, still owners. Still, yeah, yeah. Still, yeah. They're still getting hit. It's still uh, corrupt. Yeah. Um, I would say probably somebody who's self-made. Um, probably the owner of the place I work. I don't want to throw names uh, but he that this is all he's really ever done uh, everybody in Greer knows who he is I, I literally moving out of my apartment I lived, that's a big company yeah I lived in that apartment for three years almost almost three years I lived there and never talked to some of these people and when I was moving I used our company's vehicles because they've got some bigger vehicles and somebody says, oh, you work there? Do you know the owner? And I was like, yeah, I know him. And, like, literally, you can't go anywhere without saying our company's name and him knowing who they are. Mm-hmm. And two people moving out, I had to hear, like, stories like, oh, Todd, he's <laughs> such a great guy. And, and I'll say his first name, but yeah. Todd, he's an incredible guy to a fault. Right. Will give the shirt off his back to somebody. Oftentimes, he does some charitable things that, Sometimes you're, and they're not even really charity. Like he's just helping right. like friends of friends with with pricing and stuff. And we're like, thank God. Why like why do you do this? And he's just like, a, he is self made, but not in the way that a lot of people get. Right. Where it 
everything they make is theirs, and right. they worked hard to get there, and they just have like a tight grip on anything. I admire I admire the people who can show compassion when they have a place of power, because um, the people that I know that um, are successful in their areas of business really vehemently believe in giving back. Um, it be that in like like you're saying like giving breaks to people, or also through giving people opportunities. Um, any a lot of jobs that I've gotten have been through like connections yeah. and it's it's been like rich like owners being able to like give me a shot just you know just to see how I do yeah and um that's been really helpful to me so like compassion along with success is very important I feel like in that self-made element like my dad dude he he gave I remember he gave someone a car when I was a kid like this family needed a car he gave him this van that he had bought he didn't yeah. ask him for any money or anything. Yeah, and yeah, that speaks a lot. Like, to kind of reiterate that, when we I, I got this house, yeah, um, my grandparents gave me a deal. We've already come to an agreement. Well, my aunt's car. Yeah. Nobody's using it. None, nobody really in the family needed a car. Uh, my grandparents are both retired. My grandfather's doubly retired. Once from the state of New York, and then he came down here and retired from a, a college that he was working at. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't need the money, and. I was over there kind of discussing terms about the house, and they were like, we're going to give our pastor's son the car. He, he just got a job. He needs to drive for his job. He doesn't have a car. The car he had broke down. They don't have the money to get a new one. She's yeah. like, but we're worried that... She's like, we're telling some of the people in the family that we sold it. Yeah. Oh, and wow. I, they, they ended up not. They, they told everybody that they gave it yeah. away. And I told them, I was like, who cares what they think about that? Like, right. if you're in the position to better somebody's life on something you don't really need. Like, yeah, they could have sold that car, got a couple grand and pocketed right. it. Right. They don't need it. No. And it, and also, um, this is kind of corny and it's, it's kind of like the law of attraction pseudoscience stuff. But I, I do believe that if you are, are a good person for the most part, I think it comes back to you in, in some way. I do believe in that. Sort oh, I that certainly, karma. yeah, I absolutely. And I think that. when you do things like give somebody something in, and I've learned from that too. I try to be very helpful. I mean, I can't give somebody a car, but I'm you know, gonna, oh, what are you about to I'm do? I'm glad that we, you brought this up. I, car, I, I fully believe in karma, not just yeah. because I've watched every episode of my name is Earl twice. <laughs> um, I was not the, I mean, I was pretty bad to people in high school, I think. Yeah, I just was. I mean, I was just a typical you, ass. You weren't that bad. No, I mean, not not horrible, but he I didn't. Was, I didn't care about. Was, you were people. a lot nicer than most. I didn't really care about people. Like, I was just. I, I don't know. I was just. I guess a typical kid. Yeah. Well, anyway, I was switching banks, uh, and I had all the money that I had in my name at the time. I was like just out of high school. Um, I think I was still in high school, living with my parents, working like a part-time job. I had like seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Switching banks, I got didn't get to the bank in time, so I had like seven hundred dollars in my pocket. Right. Lost my wallet. Couldn't find it. So, kind of kind of upset. I mean, what what can you really do? So, the next day I'm at work. So, 12 hours after I've lost it. Mm-hmm. I get a phone call from my mom and she said, Hey, we just got home and there was a note on our door. This man found your wallet. We're going to text you the picture of the note. I still have the note and I'm going to read it. It says, Hi, my name is Ricardo. I found your wallet yesterday. If you give me a call, we can meet somewhere so I can return it to you. My number is 803 803- the blank, 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 blank. Number, yeah. Um, I had to. I had to shout out that he was South Carolina native. Yeah, that's, um, that's so awesome. He meets, and I, of course, I'm thinking, okay, he's gonna show up. Hey, man, I found this wallet in the parking lot. The cash. Here's is gone. your here's your debit card and your license, but your cash is gone, man. Right. And they're like, 
I didn't say anything about cash. <laughs> uh, but he came to the place I was working, uh, which again, I think we said it on the last episode, was Moe's. He came in uh, with all my money. That's awesome. I tried to give him some, he wouldn't take it. And I said, man, I said, you've got to eat. I said, D- have you eaten here before? He said, I've eaten here before. I said, if you're not going to take cash, take this. So I took $100 out of the wallet. I said, put it in the drawer, gave him a $100 gift card. Oh, that's cool. And for like the last <coughs> two years I was there, he came in there all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Uh, but he lived his, he took his daughter to work very close to where we lived, and that's how he, he went. But still, he went out of his way like 10 miles to bring me the wallet. Yeah. Or to bring my parents that note. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, karma's real. And ever since I started doing that, like, I realized, I was like, dang, that dude could have kept my money. Uh, think about how much that meant to you. Like, oh, it was huge. It's A lot of times, I think what people don't realize is like a good action or something, um, something that you do for somebody, it doesn't mean a lot to you. But it means a whole lot to them, yeah. and I think um, a lot of re- a lot of relationships are built on that sort of. Obviously, it's a it's a give and take, but it's more of like you give to the world, and you try not to expect anything in return. You know, and through that, you'll never really be disappointed. I feel like. No. Be kind. Yes, and be self-made. Don't right. don't expect somebody to help you reach your goals or get to where you want to be. My dad told me if you want anything, he said just t- he said you gotta t- take. It. He, yeah. was just, he, he was just he was just yeah do it. I mean sure. our we were looking before we posted uh, our our most recent episode, mm-hmm. uh, and we were looking that our last episode was over a month and a half ago. Right. So that's how long that I had been working on this house yeah. to get it ready. And Tabitha could tell you, my dad could tell you, anybody that knows me in the la- or has been around me in the last month and a half could tell you. I've been so stressed out, just short with people. I've been in this house every night working, just doing something when you're there every night and you, you feel like you're not getting any progress done. Yeah. And then we moved the stuff in and I was like, damn, <laughs> damn. all this work at like month and a half, like we did some, some serious work. Yeah. And while you're grinding, you don't see, like it, it's hard to see the progress like in the grind that you're actually doing, but when you reach like the goal or you get close, mm-hmm. like when we started bringing in, like I think we brought in a couple pieces like our dining room table, like right. that's when I started to notice like okay, uh, yeah, don't don't wait for somebody to do stuff for you. You got to do the work to get to where you are, and when you get there, don't forget the people that helped you get there. Yeah, don't step on people to get up to get yeah. ahead. Like work with people to get ahead. You know, I think that's important. Absolutely. That's it. That's it. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, I hope, I think Jake and I now, since he's moved to, since we're in um, the hidey hole, it's, uh, this this location's really good, so I, hopefully we'll be recording somewhat regularly now, you know, depending on our work schedules, of course. Yes. But thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram and um, at HLHPO. And find me on YouTube Music. Yeah, because he lost all of his YouTube or my Am- Apple, Apple Music, music followers. Hakeem S. Just look it up. It's in the description. Thank you, guys. This is American Wedding, Frank Ocean. Another Odd Future cover. This is actually Hotel California by the Eagles. American Me. This is there we go. This tattoo on my left hand is turning purple as blue. Daydreams of the romance.
pretty woman in a ball gown. I'm with your gear and a tux. Getting married in the courthouse. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening to another episode of Hooks, Lines, and Hip Hop. We appreciate you spending your time with us. Don't forget to share us with your family and friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HLHPO. Once again, that's HLHPO. Thanks for the support, and until next time, see ya!